The Premier League summer transfer window has officially closed and it is yet another record-breaking summer spending spree. $2.36 billion was spent in total. Another record. Here we go again. Today, we are going to analyse every team's window, who won the window, and we're going to grade every, singles team, every single team's performance in the window. Roll the intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you're here for the first time, do us a quick favour and hit that subscribe button. It takes two seconds and it is absolutely free. But without further ado, we're going to kick off today's episode. As I said in the intro, £2.36 billion spent in the summer window by Premier League clubs. And half of that was, of course, Chelsea. Let's get into it. Jamie, first team will begin. Where have you graded them? So we'll go alphabetical. Yeah, go alphabetical with AFC Bournemouth, um, not Arsenal for the people thinking of logic, really. I've actually gone Bournemouth with an A. I'm starting off strong here. I think Bournemouth have had a brilliant window. Now, I think we've got to say it's retrospective to the club. We can't, like, Bournemouth's window is not the same as City's window as Chelsea's window. Sort of, I think that's how you've got to look at it. And I think for Bournemouth, Despite sort of us, I think a lot of fans being outraged that they've sat the manager in the summer. They've done, I think they've done pretty much everything right. I think they've brought in a good, very good manager. But yeah, transfers wise, I think they've done a very good job. Um, I, what about you two then? Well, I, I went with a B. Um, I don't think they had, I think they did right in the sense that, you know, I read off a couple of names, Alex Scott, Max Aarons, Justin Cliver. Uh, Hamid Trara as well. I, th- I think there's a good couple of names in there. For me, a lot of players went out as well. Um, obviously, we're trying to grade the window as a whole. Um, for me, it was good, but not great. But I do think they've got a good good few like players who ultimately will will improve their squad. Um, so, Reese, I guess you've got the deciding vote on Bournemouth. Unless he's going for another grade. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've gone B. B. Max Aaron's and Alex Scott are probably the two interesting ones there, but they've had a good window and they've not lost anybody. So, Fair. next up, it is Reese, your club, Arsenal. Now, for me, many, I, I before a few late summer signings, maybe were like two or three weeks to go, I would have said Arsenal won the window. And it's probably poor timing to say because obviously 100 mil man got the winner yesterday. But I I think they're an A. But I do think there's a debate over whether they've won the window. That's all I would say. So I've got A because, I, as I said, I, they've improved their squad. They've got players who will challenge that first team lineup. But I think there's a debate over whether they've won the window out of every club, personally. I've got, I've actually, yeah, it's a bit of a mixture for me. I've gone with an A slash B. Um, I've not gone fully committed to either. I think it has to be an A though. If I'm, if I'm, I can't sit on the fence, I'm going with an A. I think they've brought in definitely the right people. Now, I think obviously I've seen Arsenal fans sort of say, oh, we're a bit short now defensively and we're back in the sort of same situation as we are last year. 
but you've got to, I think you've got to ignore that for the transfer window when a player gets injured like Timber has. That's just unlucky. That's just the way it works with squads. He'll come back and Gabriel might be injured. It's just things like that happen. Um, so I don't think they've left themselves short in terms of who they've bought because they can't just go and buy another player of Timber's sort of quality. Then you're going to have Timber back and then you have a massive problem. So actually, I think it's got to be an A. Um, and they're def- I, de- I think they're definitely contenders for winning the window as such. I've gone B. Um, I don't think the striker issue has been addressed. And I agree we've been left a little bit short, but he's got rid of players that don't actually want to be there or are not necessarily happy in tinny and holding. So if he had kept holding, everyone would moan that holding's still there. So I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I still don't think the striker issue has been addressed fully. And I still think, yeah, maybe they're a little bit, could have done with another centre-back maybe or or somebody like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's enough yet to take him to the next level. I think as well to to throw Havertz in there is you know when when they obviously signed Rice they won that battle took Havertz off of us and then got Timber straight after I think because because those three deals were done quite quickly everyone was like oh my god they've they've got you know they've strengthened their squad in every position they've won the window but actually uh, you know I said it at the time and I think I've been proven right albeit very very early but Havertz at sixty five mil looks like a, an awful signing I said it at the time and I. I, I Based on the evidence so far, again, very limited, but I think that's proven the case. So then you're looking at the signings going, well, actually, they've only really got Rice and Timber and a backup keeper. That's what we'll get onto it in, in terms of who won the win- who's won the window later, but that that's my counterpoint to Arsenal is all I would say. Well, despite the negatives with two A's to one B, so <laughs> let's not discredit them too much when they're still on an A grading. Um, on to Villa. Now, this one, I was to most torn but torn between B and C, really. But overall, I've gone with a B. I think it's been a fairly successful window. I don't know what I expected to push them even further on, but it's not. I wouldn't say you're sort of, I'm sort of overwhelmed by their summer. I think people would have argued their summer last year was better on paper. So that's why... I don't think it's quite an A, but I don't think it's as bad as a sort of C. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone C. Um, I think they're good for Villa, um, and I think they're going to help get Villa where they want to be, which is that top seven, top eight. But I'll always argue this: you know, if Yuri Tillemans is so good, why did he go to Aston Villa? If Paul Torres is so good, like what makes him out to be, why is he at Aston Villa? I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it, it goes to show, doesn't it, that maybe maybe it's not as good as we think. But for Villa, they're great signings, and I think I think they're the players they need after I think years of actually very poor transfer windows. So, well, I think that's where you got to think retrospective to Villa. Is it a C summer for them? Not probably or... not for them. But I think overall it's a C. I just think I just think that I don't know. I think they're improvements, but I just don't think there's. Much to be, I think that I think maybe Villa fans might expect from them in the future, but I think for now they're exactly what they want to lay the foundations. But I'd still say C. I think there's still things they should have addressed a little bit more. 
I think you're. I think you're both being a little harsh. I'll be honest. I I, I had him between an A and a B actually. Um, I settled on B because they've they've signed some real quality and they they didn't have a bad squad before. Pal Torres, you know, he he was a guy being linked with with the City, with Chelsea, with with United, I believe as well. They've got him for, for you know reasonable price, thirty thirty three mil. Musa Diaby looks very very good. Again, don't want to judge too early, but. He's had a phenomenal start to the season. He's he's lively, he can beat players, skillful, quick, and can finish. And then you're looking at Tillmans, who, who everyone rates, other than Reese. I think he's a quality centre mid, personally. Even Zaniolo, he's he's looked pretty good. I, again, we've not seen him in the Prem. I know, you know, Syria is different, but he's. And then why did he go player. to Galatasaray? Who? <laughs> he's so yeah, good. Well, why was he sent to Galatasaray? He's. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that doesn't count, actually. Yeah, I, th- I think Reese's point there on like the Torres and sort of yeah, the sort of Pal Torres one is obviously you mentioned City, Chelsea, United all looked at him. I think Liverpool did as well. But there's a probably a like it's probably like he's not going to reach that top top level, which is why them four clubs didn't go for him. But I still think he's a I still think he's a very good signing for Villa. Um, I think he's better probably than I think he improves the side so that's where I think it's a good sign in and that's sort of where I'm like at the B level but I do get I do get what Reese is saying with why did the teams not grab him when they could have to sort yeah. of it's, it's, just before we move on I'm ha- I'll settle with a B but I think I would trust you Emery more in my transfers than I would have Steven Gerrard and previous you know, previous managers. I think he's much more trustworthy and knows more than what the others did. So they deserve credit there. Yeah. I think I I still think they're showing ambition, to be honest. I, I think the only reason I didn't go A was actually just because of the lack of the, the striker. But other than that, I think they've had a good window. Clement Longley as well, you've got to remember that. Um yeah. So we've settled on a B for that. Was that two yeah, B's yeah, and one yeah. C? Two B's and an A. Oh wait, sorry, you said for Villa. Yeah, C. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving oh. on to Brentford. Now, this is one where I'm not too convinced on Brentford signings. I know they're not going to have as big budgets as other clubs, but I've actually gone with Brentford for a C. I think signing Mopay actually makes them worse. <laughs> I I wouldn't want him anywhere near my squad. He doesn't score goals and he's a striker. And he's he not that good. He, he did alright for Brentford when he played for him before. But how, how, when when was that? Uh, Brentford have kicked on a lot since yeah, then. Yeah, about eighteen nineteen. So that would have been Championship. But yeah, it, I, think, I think what's key for Brentford is they haven't lost anybody key. I know people would say David Raya, but I, I think their goalkeepers enough. Um, they haven't lost anybody. That's their key thing. I suppose at the moment they don't look like they miss Tony at this moment in time. So, Wisser and Embuemo have been very good to cover for Tony so far. So I suppose um, it's more of the outgoings for Brentford, isn't it? Than it's the incomings. Yeah, I just don't think they've done enough to really push on. So that's where I've gone with a C. But to be honest, I'm convincing myself to creep to even lower to a D. Yeah, I, I'm in exactly the same boat. I, I had him written down as a C. The more we're talking, <laughs> I kind of want to put him in a D. Um, I think Nathan Collins, again, reasonable sign-in. Um, Kevin, I, th- I think it's pronounced Kevin Shade. 
um, or Sharda looks very good, I must say. So he could be, again, very early, but he could be quite a gem. Um, and to be honest, they maybe we've been a bit harsh. Like, did they need to improve that much? They only really needed an attacker to cover Tony. So I maybe they I, don't, I feel need, they don't need it to survive, but I still think every year you should be looking like in the window, you've got to look to push on. That's how I kind of see it. Yeah, I don't think they lost anyone just looking through the list now. Yeah, I don't think they lost anyone significant, but yeah. Reese, on to you. What have you got? What grade did you give? Brentford. I'll give them a C because yeah. I, I like Nathan Collins, but they've not they've not lost anybody, which is important for these clubs. If they're selling their players, there's a problem. So they've not lost anybody. Moving on to Brighton, who are probably this is just a guess. I've not seen the stats. Are the net spend win winners <laughs> of the window, just from one signing really of <laughs> Caicedo. Um, however. I don't want to say they've gone backwards because actually if you've watched like watched them so far, they've been very good. But I do feel like they've that they can't keep doing this. They can't keep losing this many players in a window and then trying to replace them. They've done very, very well at doing it so far. But I don't think overall it's a great window for them. I've gone I've probably sat on the fence and gone with a C. Um, on that, I think they've done. They've signed some, some sort of improvement, but I still, I don't know if I'm being covered like the wall covered over my eyes just for how well they're doing in the league so far. So I'm thinking more of a C slash D, but I've gone with a C at the moment. Yeah, I, I've gone with C as well. Actually, I, I was again similar to what you said, a little bit in the middle. I think it, as a whole, well, I, I guess point one is you've got to trying to put their early form aside because obviously they've started really well. Um, putting that aside, I think it's not been an amazing window for bringing players in. Um, and obviously overall, despite the signings, because of the losses, they have they have weakened, although the results don't suggest that. Um, I think D would be harsh just because they've obviously they've raised a lot of funds. You know, Jao Pedro looks good. Dahoud apparently, again, not seeing much of him, but apparently he's a, you know going to be going to be a world beater apparently. Um, and Carl- Carlos Beleba, apparently the Caicedo replacement, but they've still paid 23 mil. So it's not like some gem they've found for two or three million. Relative to Brighton, they've actually paid a lot of money for him. Um, so time will tell on him, but I don't know. I, I think the, the, late, the late loan of Anzu Fati, I think is just a bit a bit glamorous. I, I think for me, keeps him above, above a D, definitely. Uh, yeah, I've gone, I've actually gone B. Um, I think their smart signings have been quite sensible. Um, I'm not sure how Dehu could be a world beater. He's 27, um, and he's played in a team that don't know how to defend. So I suppose he'll fit right in <laughs> at Brighton. Um, Fatty, if he stays fit, they should get a good player there. Uh, I've seen Baliba, I believe it's pronounced from Lille, play. He's actually decent, so let's hopefully it works out for him. I think James Milner was a good bit of business actually. I think they need some some sort of glue to hold these youngsters together. And I think they've got somebody there who's who's actually probably going to do the business for him consistently, even if he's not going to play. So I think he was quite an important signing, I think, more to what people would actually realise. So I would say B for Brighton. I actually agree with you on the Milner one. I think they needed some sort of experience in that team. And 
sort of as you've seen i think i don't know if you've both seen but year on year when he was at liverpool at city the fitness test he won it every year no matter what, what age he got up to he was winning it every year it just shows his professionalism um so i do think it's a good signing for brighton and he will come on possibly in the tighter games and help him out so i do think that's that was a good bit of business however reese you've been outvoted here two c's c or b um on to burnley this one i was not sure and there's been a lot of incomings and outgoings and that's where i think it's hard to judge is it sort of a bit too much is where i'm going with um and i think i've quite a few of them on loan so i've gone with a c but i could be persuaded to go up or down to be perfectly honest I went. I went with a D. I. I. I don't think there's enough in there to be honest. When you look at their starting lineup, I'm just not. I'm not convinced. Uh, pre-season, I had them down to do well, and and so far, again, I, you know, context is important. But Trafford, I think long term is a good signing. But other than that, there wasn't anything really looking at their list. Again, you know, Aaron Aaron Ramsey on loan, I guess, is a, you know a good move. But other than that, there's not enough quality in there. So for me, it's it's disappointing. And uh, D. Yeah, I've gone D as well. Um, I think, I think the transfers were okay. I think Sanderberg is a big is a big one for him. Um, but with the style of play Vincent Company plays, he's obviously bought these types of players in, and I see goals leaking everywhere for them at this moment in time. I think someone like James Milner should have actually been brought in for them again. A little bit of experience stabilised that team a little bit. Um. But I think D, but it's not they've not had a bad transfer window by any means, as as hypocritical as that probably sounds. Um, moving on then to your team, Jordan. We'll let you start off with why they're an A star plus. Um go on, kick us off. Where where are you putting them? Well, if you sign enough players, you're bound to it's bound to sign a few gems in there. Um yeah, I did I did have us in an A category. Um, again, putting the start of the season and the results aside, looking at as a, purely as a window in terms of ingoings and outgoings, I think we've done some very good business. We again, not all good. Don't get me wrong. This, I mean, we could have a whole podcast on our ingoings and outgoings, but let let let's just talk ingoings, incoming. Sorry. Um, again, a lot of players. I think yes, we overpaid for Caicedo. But he's 21. Will he be an absolute gent? Could he be one of the, the very best sort of defensive midfielders in the world? I do believe so. I think the manner in which we took him off Liverpool's hands against the odds and all the late drama, I think puts a bit of shine on it as well. <laughs> um, but we needed we need to we needed to strengthen the midfield. Not only did we get Casado, we then got Lavia, who's been highly rated for years. A lot of big clubs have been after him. And again, we actually got him for Despite overpaying for Casado, we got him at a reasonable price. And again, mugged off Liverpool in the process, which gives you extra points, in my opinion. Um, to go on, I mean, there's so many, literally. Nicholas Jackson, again, impressive start to the league. A lot of people praising him and his style of play. For 30 mil, looks a bargain. We needed a striker. We got a striker. And Cuckoo, again, obviously unfortunate injury, but you're looking at a player around the 50 million pound mark who got the golden boot in the Bundesliga can play a variety of roles. Again, I think we did well to get in early and sign him. 
I mean, literally, there's so many more signings, but I think it's, it's literally just ridiculous looking at the list. Um, we needed some keeper depth. We got Sanchez. I don't agree with us letting Kepa go, but that was a bit of a weird one. I think he kind of forced the move because it's Real Madrid. And then again, we we you know we needed a few more defenders. We strengthened the defense. Axel de Sassi, decent start, looks a baller. Again, highly rated. Got another keeper in. <laughs> I know I'm going on, but it is literally that many signings. You were um, the only team to have their own page on Instagram for signings. Everyone shared with someone else. Chelsea were just by themselves. I'm literally just scrolling down. Because we don't want the video to go on for too long. Reese, let's hear your let's hear your um grade for Chelsea. Um I've given them an A because they've brought in some good players, but I still think there's a lack of balance there. And I I would have said yes, you I will maintain that you can't win anything with kids. I think they should have at least brought in uh, maybe one or two experienced other players, as in, you know, maybe someone who's won a trophy or two so they can hold that young team together. But nevertheless, I don't think Chelsea fans can complain too much about that, about this transfer window. I I actually disagree with both of you. I don't think it's an A window. I think you've, like you said, you've overpaid for Casado. These things, I think, I think your outgoings were an A. I, I don't think your incomings were an A. I've put, I've put you as a B. Obviously, I'm outvoted here. You, you can go into an A. So don't worry, Jordan. But I don't think it was that great. I've looked. You still look at. I know you've got some players out injured, but you look at your your depth isn't that phenomenal. Um, I think if you looked at your subs for the game against Forest on the weekend. You were like, I think you would be like, who are we actually bringing on here to actually change the game? I don't think you've got enough yet. Um, I think you needed another striker. At the moment, this is sort of touch with Jackson. So far, doesn't look like he's that goal scorer striker. He looks like a, he will get goals. Don't get me wrong. He, he looks more like a Gabriel Jesus kind of striker who will put in a lot of work. Chelsea fans will love him because he will give everything. But he does lack that slight goal scoring edge that Chelsea have needed because you've seen I've you've seen it before. You've dominated games and not killed games off through that lack of just that lack that final goal is that's all you needed. And that's what I think has put me for a B on it and the amount you spent to not actually have that, I think, should knock you down. But like I said, outvoted. So let's move on to Crystal Palace. Um, once again, I'm not nothing sort of too exciting on this one. I think they did well to keep Eze and Elise, but other than that, I'm not too impressed. I was, I've put them as a sort of, I put them as a D. I don't know if I'm being a bit harsh, but that's where I've gone with. Reese. Um, I think D's a bit harsh. I would have said C, borderline B. I think Holden's a smart bit of business. I think Dean Henderson is a good bit of business. Um, and Mateus Francher from Brazil looks looks an interesting player. But I think what's more crucial for them, they haven't lost Elise or Eze. That, that's simple as that. They're the players they need to build that team around. So that's crucial for them. I do think they're short of a centre forward. Have, been for, have been for three, four years. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what should have in their main target area. But overall, their business isn't too bad for where they want to be at this moment in time. So I would say, I would say C. 
I went with uh, I went with D for Palace because I don't think there's enough there. I, I agree a couple of good signings, but you know, you, well, you said about a striker. I mean, Edward would disagree. Putting putting an absolute shift against uh, a Wolves, two goals, a lot of shots, a lot of he was looking good, I must say. And I think for for me, Palace just lost a lot of you know James MacArthur, Luka Mil- Mil- Milivojevic, um, obviously lost lost Zahar. They've lost a lot of Prem quality and players who have been there for years. And I don't really think they've replaced them. So, yeah, D for me. On to Everton. Reese, you want to kick us off where you've got Everton? F, 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 F. Absolutely appalling. I don't mean to be harsh to them. I think I think they will stay up, but come on. I know they don't even score goals and they've only let their, you know, they've let Moipo go. I know he wasn't exactly contributing, but, you know, there had to be something there. Jordan, any disagreements on this? I I was between a D and an F. I went I went positive. Really? Yeah, just because I, Jack Harrison again. The problem is the best signings they've got are, are loans. Jack Harrison's class. I, I don't care. Like that's a great loan move. Dan Juma's look pretty lively. Beto, obviously, early days. Jury's out. <laughs> uh, I I I don't know. I. I for me, they'd creep into a D just because of that. But no, it's it's an F, it's an F really for me. Um, I actually don't the strike that they've signed. I watched highlights of the game midweek against Doncaster, I think it was, and then I watched him uh, um, against Sheffield United. He does look like he's a guy who's going to get goals, so that's something they've needed. But it's just not enough, and I I think it's more down to the FFP problems they've got going on in the club. That's why they're that's why they're doing what they're doing in the market. It's unfortunately for Everton fans, it's due to the it's due to the owners and that's the position they're in. Yeah, I thought I thought losing Wobi was a bit of a shame because I thought he was something that offered something to them. And there's rumours of letting Damari Gray go as well. I thought he offered a little bit of an edge. Um but no doubt their new striker will bang a hat trick against Arsenal in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I'm sure oh, we, hope, we hope. We hope. We hope. Don't worry. The streak's over. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the other side of Merseyside, Liverpool. No, Fulham. So, George... Oh, oh. Tearmaker tier have let us down here. Uh, t- there's no Fulham here. excluded <laughs> Fulham. Um, so, we'll just pretend we've put Fulham in. Um, Fulham, I've gone with a D. I don't think they've had a great window, to be perfectly honest. Losing uh, Mitrovic... Is a bit of a bummer. He wanted to leave, so they couldn't have kept him. But they got good money for him. They brought in Jimenez. If Jimenez hits the form that he used to hit at Wolves, great. But I don't see it personally. I don't think they've improved too much. Um, so D for me. I went. I went higher. I went for a B. Uh, it's between a B and a C. But a Wobi, good prem player. He'll do the business for them. Raul Jimenez to replace Mitrovic. Again, obviously, I know he's not been the best since the injury, but I think new club, new start, he can turn that around. Calvin Bassett, sorry, Calvin Bassi, I like him. I think he's a very good signing for them. Um, obviously, got a red card, so maybe not the best start to Premier League life, <laughs> but he is a good player, trust me. Uh, Adama Traore, Mr. Baby himself, I like him. I think he's a good player. Yes, lack of end product, maybe, but yeah. Timothy Castagna as well. That's a good signing. 
I, th- I, th- I think Fulham have done all right. Reese, yeah, C, C, not the worst, not the best. <laughs> oh, in the middle. Decided. Okay, then on to the other side of Merseyside this time. <laughs> Liverpool. A. Reese going with an A. I've I I'm much lower than that. I'm I'm on a C. I think they've done their rebuild job in midfield just, but when you've not got your top three site top three sort of players that you were targeting. I know one of them, Bellingham, is a bit unrealistic, but the Caicedo and Lavia, how they've let one of them just go on for so long and not and not and losing both to Chelsea was stupid. Um, I think they've done okay with bringing Endo in, but that's that's a panic buy. Luckily, they've not overspent on a panic buy. That's the only plus I can give really on that. I think he'll do okay. Um, I I like McAllister, but I don't know how he fits into Klopp's team because they don't really want a cam. But um. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so for me, it's a C. Yeah, I, I agreed. I had him as a C for for a similar reasons to what you said. They're three targets. You saw the uh, the thing that's on Twitter with all the Liverpool, all, all the three players in Liverpool shirt. Um, they got none of their targets. They got mugged off twice in pretty horrendous fashion. Um, the optimist would say, you know, they've they've had a whole midfield rebuild for a reasonable budget in today's market which actually might be the case. Soboslai looks really good as an example. And McAllister feels like a reasonable price. But when you don't get all your main targets, you get mugged off twice. And then you kind of have to settle for the second sloppy seconds. I don't think you can say that's a positive window personally. So yeah, C for me. Um, on to Luton. I've, it's harsh, but I've gone with a D. Um, I just don't think they've done enough, really, to secure Premier League football, and that's their target. Yeah, I I actually went with an F. Um, Again, context is important. I never expected Luton to have the budget to spend. But if I'm analysing it purely in-goings, out-goings, I I don't think there's enough there to keep them up. Results kind of suggest that so far. So I think, unfortunately, they've, they've failed to do enough in the window to stay in the Prem, and that's why I put them as an F. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone D. I don't think it's a bad transfer window for them. Like they've got in what they've can only really get. But there's there's a couple of good players in there. I, you know, I think Jacob Brown looks a good signing. I think Ross Barkley's a good little bit of business. But I think, you know, I I think yeah, Luton fans maybe would have had a bit of a dream to get a little bit more. But I think what I suppose they haven't unbalanced the squad. You know, what I mean, he's kept that tight knit group together. But yeah, I think, I think it's. Maybe some would have thought it's a little bit underwhelming. Um, on to City now. Um, I'll start us off. I've gone with a B. I think we've got slightly overall the squad is probably slightly worse. Not, and I think that's possibly a bit harsh. I think it's about even. Um, I think Mares and Gunnan leaving very good players for us. Both over thirty though. I'd I'd prefer to have kept Gunnan. Mares, I was. Wasn't happy he was leaving, but it it felt like a right time. Um, bringing in Doku, younger player, different style, so I'm I'm fine with that replacement. 
then uh, Nunes and Kovacic, I think, will fit in well. Kovacic already is. And then defensively, Kvardal for Laporte. We've just got a much younger player, both left-footed. It's just a like-for-like replacement for that. Um, I don't think we needed much more in order to get... Um, we're treble winners. We don't need to be having an, a huge, a humongous window of ingoings and outgoings. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I'd you down as B. I think it's just a bit of a mix. Like the Kovacic for, for 30 mil, I think it's a great deal. Nunes, I banged on about how good he is. I think, again, to get him for a similar price as to what Wolves paid, I think it's very good business. Gvardiol, I just think like, I mean, it's saying here's 70 mil. I think there's maybe 100 mil euros, but he's a great signer. I just don't think it was... As le- it wasn't 100 mil... I can't remember how much it was. Yeah, it was about it was about seventy mil. Okay, yeah. Sky Sky yeah. is saying seventy seven, but I yeah, had a hundred mil in my head. But yeah, I think Vardio was a good signing, but just you know a bit of a luxury that you didn't necessarily need. Um, for me, I, I think that the outgoing business is the issue. It's like, have you actually strengthened overall? Mares Gundogan, as you said, I'm not sure. Laporte, uh, you know, I know Cancelo was always going, but Cancelo out. And as well, I, I said it at the time, I didn't mention it in Chelsea's part, but Cole Palmer, I, I, I just, I don't really get that. I don't, I don't get why you've sold him. Like, he's one of your most exciting young players. We've seen his talent in the last few weeks. And 40 mil, I mean, relative to what we spent, 40 mil is a bloody bargain. So, yeah, that, that for me just took a bit of a, a shine off City's window. Um, so, yeah, B for me. Uh, B for me, I think I think the additions have been good. I think they've been smart. I think you've got some money for old rope in players like Laporte. Um, for example, no disrespect to him, but he had no resale value, did he? You know, so same with, you know, Mares and guys like that. He recruited well. I don't think Cole Palmer's a big loss. Again, it's modern football. Promote your academy players and sell them for an instant profit. So that's good for City. Get rid of a player who actually didn't want to stay at the end. So I don't think they could complain. I think maybe there's a little bit of lack of depth in some aspects, but but this is bad City we're talking about here. So they're the best team in the world, so it doesn't matter. Um, on to the red side of Manchester United. I've gone with a B. I think they needed a goalkeeper, a centre mid, and a striker, and they've got all three. However, I think another signing here or there, maybe another like another centre-back may have just pushed it onto an A, but I think it's been a B sort of summer for me. Yeah, I, I had similar. Well, I had the same. I, I had B. Again, t- defensively, I think that's where they're lacking. You know, Johnny Evans, we everyone jokingly said Maguire and Evans together yesterday. Not an ideal pairing, but they wanted a big striker. They've got, you know, Haaland, Haaland, you know, however you want to pronounce it. Will he be Haaland? Probably not, but They've made a big investment. They needed a midfielder. They've got Amrabat. They've got Mount. You know, Onana, they wanted to keep it. They got rid of De Gea. So I think other than defensively, I think they've had a good window. And obviously, former side, they got the positions they needed. Even Reguillon or, or Reguillon, however you pronounce it, on a loan, I think it's a good backup. Um, surprise Spurs let him go personally. But yeah, I think B for Man United. Yeah, B. I think... Players have been good. I think maybe a few more outgoings might have been a little bit more expected for United, but they've got some good good strength and depth there. You can't address everything in one window. So 
you know, no, no need to hit the panic button. Moving on to Newcastle. I'm a bit torn with this one because I was, exp- I was, I don't know if my expectations are just higher due to the fact that they've got all this money. <laughs> so I've actually, I think I've possibly been a bit harsh, but I've gone with a C. I think I like what they've brought in, but I still, I, I still think they should be put, trying to push on a bit more and more, and they've got the funds to do it. So that's where I think I've been possibly too harsh on them. Am I being harsh? <laughs> yes. I, I would say so. I would say so. Um, I'd him down as a B, personally. Um, just because now they've got the money, it doesn't mean they need to erratically overspend like you've seen you know, us do at times where you're signing players for the sake of it. And I think at the minute, they're doing it quite well where they're trying to avoid doing that. And and in this market, you know, their highest fee being being Tonali at fifty five mil feels quite reasonable. I mean, that's still a big fee, don't get me wrong, but so they've strengthened their midfield where they need to, and he's gone straight into the starting lineup. I think Barnes, you know, me and Reese said it, I think I know you disagreed slightly, but I think Barnes is a fantastic long term signing for them. And then again, you've got two good wing backs. I'm I'm gutted he left Chelsea, but Lewis Hall. You know, I, I again it's it's really good business from Newcastle. Fees around, it's an obligation to buy. Fees around 30 mil. And then on the other side, they've gone and got Tino Livramento. Everyone's probably forgot, but let's remember how good he was at Southampton. That's what could have been at Chelsea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is the thing. But the way our academy works, the way we're signing players, you're always going to, we're always going to have these regrets. But for me, I I thought it was a good window from from Newcastle, actually. Not not amazing to to get it to an A, but but certainly not, not C. Yeah, I get both sides. I think there's the FFP side of things that restricted them a little bit. But I also think, should they have got more players in to improve the squad to take it to the next level? Yes, you'd like to think so. But also, there's no point upsetting the Apple Cup. They've got a good core group of players there, I think, that are good. And there's no point going silly and spending money just for the sake of spending money. Newcastle fans would still take a seventh place finish. Um they're being realistic, and that's what's important with this project they've got. Yes, they finished fourth last year, and it was great. And a lot of teams would have demanded, you know, to stay fourth or gone further. Whereas I think they're a little bit more realistic. I've given them a B because I think Tonali improves their midfield. I think Barnes improves the wing, definitely an upgrade on St. Maxim. Yeah, Livramento improves what they have in defence there a little bit. Maybe they're another centre back short, um, or another midfielder so short, but. I think I think the squad's looking nice and balanced at the moment. So moving on to the team that challenges Chelsea for, you know, most signings. I don't know who's actually got more. It's quite a close call, I think. <laughs> Nottingham Forest. Um I think they've had quite a good window. Um I put them as a B. I don't think it's exceptional, but you're bringing so many players. It's mad. It's it's mad because they did it last summer as well. So that's where sort of like, I don't know, I can't bring myself to be an A, but I feel like it's a B. I, 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 I disagree. I, I've given them an A because although the volume was ridiculous, I think it's similar to the sort of Chelsea scenario. It's like, there's a lot of good players in there that they've signed and therefore 
it doesn't matter if some of them are bad because they've signed so many, they have improved their squad. Whether whether Cooper can balance it and, and will there be unhappy players? Absolutely. But some of the names, that, you know, Elanga, again, we've already seen straight away at the weekend how good he is. Chris Wood, Ola Aina, you know, again, alone, Andre Santos from us, Nuno Tavares, Hudson Adoy for five mil, absolute steal. There's a lot of volume in there. You know, Divock Origi. I think these are all players that improve their squad. So I actually think they've had a great window. There's a massive pool now they can choose from. It is going to improve the overall balance and strength of their squad. So for me, I think Forest have, well, that's a weird strategy. I think they've, they have improved. Yeah, they've done what a team should have done in this situation. Once you stay up in the Premier League for the first season, is actually look to improve and be sensible with your transfers. Not what some teams have done in the past. They've gone just to buy youth because that doesn't work, you know, or they've gone and reinvested and blown everything again or not spent anything at all. They've been smart with their business and they've improved their side, like Jordan said. You know, Alanga, good bit of business. Matt Turner, good bit of business. Callum Hudson-Odoi, good bit of business, a player with a point to prove. Uh, Sanger from PSV, good bit of business. You know, Chris Wood, he'll score goals regardless. Origi, 50-50 on that one, I think, but I think he'll do something for Forrest. Um, and then they've let those players that who helped kept him up go, so to speak, that were just going to be sitting around. You know, the Steve Cook, the Jack Colbacks, the Jesse Lingards, the Lyle Taylors, the Sam Surridges, you know, and then they've got a good fee for Brennan Johnson as well, so... It's been a good bit of business for him. So I think, I think, I think B, but I was also leaning towards C a little bit there, but I would say B is, I think they deserve a B. Cool. I thought you were going with A, matching yeah, Jordan. You, you sold them up well, and then you were going, you're going to give them a C. <clears throat> no, because I still think there's little bits missing. I think, I think they would have liked to have had Dean Henderson, for example, or maybe get a different centre forward in. I don't know, but, but they've not, you know they've not they've not had a disaster and that's what's important. They've not lost everybody or been stupid. So Sheffield United, another one of F. oh F. great in there straight away. <clears throat> it's hard for them because there's not really much they can do, but realistically, you know they they got promoted because the others were too inconsistent themselves. They weren't the best themselves. Yes, a couple of players are decent. You know, I think Cameron Archer looks a good bit of business already. Um, and Hamer for Coventry City is a good player. But realistically, I think the, the players they would have liked to have kept were the ones that returned to City on loan, weren't they? Doyle and... Well, they brought they brought McAtee yeah. back on, lo- on loan um, on the final day of the window. Yeah, they, they wanted both. They wanted Doyle and McAtee, but I think... If they had the choice, I think they would have picked McAtee. So I don't think that's too concerning for them. I went with a D, but I do also understand where the, where the F is coming from. And I'm surprised they let Sander Burge go as well. I, I thought he was supposed to be that player who was a prim, like he was too good for the championship. And I thought, well, if he's going to go, why has he gone to a team that you've got promoted with? Yeah, that that's a weird... I don't know what's gone on, but I, I just think... I think Sheffield United fans would agree it's been disappointing. But when you've got an owner who's lost interest, haven't really got the funds, and I think they've let a lot of 
old guard go that I think could have probably given 110% in their games and maybe given them a bit more of a chance in certain games. But I am tempted to move it up to a, a D, but I just think I just think it's not enough. I think they've had to in some way scrape together a couple of deals. Yeah, so with with Sheffield initially, I had them written down higher. Actually, I, I had them as a C, but the more I'm looking at the list over and over again, I'm actually going to downgrade them to a D. Um, Archer deal, I think, is fantastic. I, I I really believe he's going to be a great player, and he, he's already proved it in the first game. Um, Tom Davis on a free, I don't mind those kind of signings. Just those prem players, they know you know they know the drill, they know what they're doing, and I think McAtee again was was crucial. That's kind of why getting him back in was kind of why I had him as a C initially. But looking at the others, there's nothing there screaming out to me. Um, so, I've yeah, I'll, I'll downgrade him to a D. So we're all sort of in agreement. On to Spurs now. Um, I think you two are probably going to disagree, but I've gone with a C. I don't think it's been that exceptional of a window. Um, they've lost Harry Kane. They were known as the Harry Kane team. You know, that's that's a massive loss for them. And um, I don't hate, was it Brendan Johnson? But he, it's very hard to replace Harry Kane. So that's where I feel like they've gone. You go backwards. Okay, I reckon the, the other business they've done, Madison, I thought was a great, was a very really good signing. Probably I thought he was going to need a bit of time to bed in, but didn't. <laughs> um, but, I don't know. I, I think maybe I am a bit harsh on Spurs here, but losing Harry Kane, I think, knocks it off being a B. I think the incomings are quite good, but losing Harry Kane is just massive for them, even though it's probably right for him to go. Yeah, I think I think you've been a little bit harsh, I'd say. I'll put them as a B. Um, although, yes, they lost Kane. Obviously, that's always going to be a, a theoretical downgrade. I think the start to the season they've had suggests that actually, Reese, as, as you said, Maybe it's not a bigger deal as we thought. Um, and you look at their business, you know, they've got a big fee in for Kane and, and they've not been sitting on their hands. You know, they have invested money. Madison, obviously the pick of the bunch around the 40 mil mark, already looks good business. Everyone knew it. Everyone's wanted Madison for a while. So absolutely no surprise there. But they have they have invested. I think Brennan Johnson, quite a high fee, but I think he could prove his worth. Mickey van der Ven, 43 mil. I, I'm not... I'm not personally sold on that. Um, Kulisevsky, though, for 25 mil, a player we've seen and, and has proven himself. I think but they've done the right. Uh, they've signed, I think it's him and Pedro Porro, they've signed in this summer. It's no improvement for Spurs because they were already there last season. And to be yeah. honest, Kulisevsky's not, he's not smack, like, he's not, like, you know, absolutely hit the ground running. Yeah. I think. But I don't know. That's just that could also just be to Spurs being very poor last season under Conte. Yeah, it's, but so twenty five mil, twenty five mil is not. Oh, it's not a bad price. There. Yeah. Um, Poro thirty nine mil. I think in time might prove a little bit expensive, but for me, the the one I actually really like is Solomon. Um, I remember I think it was last season I saw him a few games and and he really impressed me for Fulham. Like very intricate, very skillful. He can shoot. So I actually think on a free, he could end up being a bit of a gem for Spurs. So I reckon, I, I think B personally. Reese, I actually went A. Um, I think Spurs have had an issue of having a lot of long-serving players. 
who have been there, but they've not actually won anything. Um, so in a way, they start to stink the place out, right? You know, and Postelogu has gone in there and he has sorted that out. It seems to be Larice looks like he's never, he's not going to play. Um, Dyer looks like he's, you know, heading towards the end there, so he might freeze him out. Um, I think, I think that's been some smart business. And yes, Harry, at the end of the day, Harry Kane is going to go for free. So take the hundred million. And like I said, they'll spread the goals around the team. It's hard to replace 30 goals a season. But Son has 15 minimum in him. You know, if Richarlison decides to click, he's got 10 in him. Um, they've got a good... They've brought in Brennan Johnson, who can play. They've got um, Solomon, who looks good. James Madison is contributed already. Kulaveski has goals in him. Um, is it Alejo Veliz they've signed from Argentina? He looks like he's got goals in him as well. Pedro Porro signed permanently. Uh, they brought in the new keeper. He's freshened that team up, and I'm a big fan of Van der Ven as well. <laughs> There's something there, I think, where they have something. They're going to concede goals. That's the main thing. But he's addressed and balanced that squad. And I think it's been a very successful window for them because they've done exactly what I think they should have done. Um, so, yeah, it it looks it looks good so far. Okay, with an A, B, and C, I think we probably have to go with the medium <laughs> and go with a B. So, um, so Jordan, you can be happy with your <laughs> your decision there. Thank you. <laughs> West Ham. I really do like the players they've brought in. Um, I think they're all going to improve the the starting eleven. Um. With the kudos, um, Alvarez, um, who was the third one? Sorry, I ain't got the list in front of me. James Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse, there, yeah. I think they all improve it. Losing Rice is massive. He was the club captain at the time, lifting them to a European success. I think they spent the money well. I'm torn between a B and a C. I think. I think I'm going to just go, I'm going to go with a B, but I can be persuaded to go down. Yeah, I, I went with B as well. Um, they turned this around very late in the window. Um, it was looking pretty brutal, to be honest. Losing losing Rice didn't really have, it seemed didn't really have any replacements lined up. Then there was rumours they were going for Gallagher. Then they dropped out and it, it felt a little bit um, sort of a scattergun approach initially. So I was very fearful for West Ham, but Kudus, again, highly rated player. A lot of clubs been in for him. Alvarez and James Ward-Prowse, who's, who's hit the ground running. I think they've saved their window. Um, again, not perfect. Obviously, they've lost Rice, but considering the circumstances, I think they've done pretty well. So I'll, I've gone for a B. They were, they were always going to lose Rice. It was, yeah. it was like a foregone conclusion. So that's, yeah. Reese, uh, I've got an A. I think I think they got good money for Declan Rice, let's be honest, they did. Um and I think what's important when you get that windfall, how many clubs they just throw the money away. They buy all players all over the shop. They've done exactly what they were supposed to do and buy in midfield. And he's bought three good midfielders in Kudos, Alvarez, Warprouse. Don't worry about a striker. A David Moyes team has never had an out and out twenty goal a season striker. It just never has. 
So he's managed to invest that and, and looks look at paid dividends already. So yeah, great business. Okay, there was two Bs and an A, so we've gone with B for West Ham. And lastly, Wolves. Um, this is an F for me. They've got the massive FFP issues with the owners. Um, it's looking quite bleak for them. Then losing Nunes very late in the window. I, I do slightly fear for Wolves because... They seem to be okay like between the boxes, but that's not where the game's won and lost. So I think that's going to be their problem. And I think losing Nunes is going to be like the nail on the coffin. So it could even go down. Yeah, I, I had him as an F as well. Not not even... I, I couldn't really make a case for him to go higher. As you said, lost their big players, FFP issues, manager gone... And not a lot of, not enough quality, really. Matt Doherty, maybe. Tommy Doyle, you know, got potential we've seen. But other than that, there's just not enough for me. So I think Wolves will be be concerned. And they've not started the, the season well either. Yeah, has to be F. Has to be F. All the FFP, um, they've been, their hands tied behind their back. They had to buy Kuna, for example, and he didn't really set the world alight for him originally so you have to question who was actually making that you know who who was the thinking behind that deal that was pretty pretty silly um Doherty coming back made sense I like that deal but I just think yeah I think I think the players they've sold are too important to them but also they haven't really turned profit um on a couple of those players like Nathan Collins I think they only made two million profit on him so it's like a quick fire sale you can clearly see they were just they had no choice so yeah I think I think it's a, a a disappointing one for him. I was disappointed actually they decided to let Connor Cody go. I know they got about seven and a half mil for him, but I thought bringing him back, I thought well at least they've got somebody, somebody who can grab the game by the scuff of the neck and help get them out of trouble. But yeah, just they haven't. So poor from them, and I do I do still fear for them a bit. Well, there you have it. That just about wraps us up. We've got through every single Premier League team in the league. And as it stands, Arsenal and Chelsea come out on top on the window and Everton and Wolves are in the relegation zone. As always, there's lots to agree with, lots to disagree with there. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Did we get anything wrong? Most likely, I'm sure we did. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. (laughs) 